Forget it, man. This horse is whack. It's got poo brain. It's podcast time. Your wild grabber friends will talk about very distant lands. We met the man and names the woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And here we are, season two. Traveling through all the episodes of Adventure Time from episode one all the way to the end. Yeah, I can't believe how long it's been since the last time we recorded. I know. Matt, how was your summer? My summer has been busy, but good. How about yours? It's been pretty rad. I did a lot of traveling for a roller derby, and we did fun walks and dog sitting and lots of cool stuff. So yeah. I'm pretty happy with how our summer turned out. Same. We did take some time to work on some other projects before we started on season two here. And I've been working on two other podcasts. Yeah, pretty regularly. I'll I'll, I'll say what they what they are like at the end of the episode. But, oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah. So that's been cool. Yeah, but, I'd love to let our listeners know because I think your projects are neat and they're different from what we're doing here, and uh, I like them. I think you've done good stuff. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. But coming back to this one's like coming back home. It totally is. Totally is. I've really enjoyed as we've been prepping for these uh, episodes it's been super fun watching adventure time again and just taking notes and enjoying uh the that which is all things adventure time yeah and i want to thank all the people who stuck around during this little break uh we've still been getting pretty regular positive feedback from people and we really appreciate it absolutely we totally appreciate it and we love 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 our listeners you guys are rad yeah it's been amazing yes it has so should we get to it all right let's do it all right Season 2, Episode 1. It came from the Nidosphere, Attempt Number 2. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> All right, Season 2, Episode 1. It came up from it came from the Nidosphere. It came up from the Nidosphere. Eh. Uh, it, it has an IMBD, IMDB rating of 8.7 out of 10, so it's super high. It is, in the overall series, it's Episode Number 27, but episode one for season two it was directed by larry leachleiter and patrick McHale, written and storyboarded by adam muto and rebecca sugar rebecca sugar who would go on to make steven universe i love that show it's so good good stuff yep original air date was october 11th 2010 and it has it had two million viewers in the u.s cool it is a very october kind of episode yes it is on account of the vampires Vampires. Vampires. Spoiler, this is a Marceline episode. Yep. So the title card shows Marceline and Finn flying together hand in hand in front of a full moon. They're so sweet. Yeah. I have to say, though, uh, Marceline is definitely growing on me for sure. Yeah, same here. So we open the episode with Finn at Marceline's house. And the house is actually an actual like house, but it's inside a cave, which I find really funny. And Finn is supplying some beatboxing for her to play along to on her axe bass while she's singing. She tells him to come up with a slow beat, and it turns out Finn has some legit beatboxing skills. Marceline sings a song about how she's hurt by her dad eating her french fries and questions if he even loves her, which is, like, kind of sad. Yeah. Finn catches on to the lyrics, and he stops the song, to which Marcy's like, Ah, you mess up the song, Finn. You pointed out that she has a dog in her house. Yeah, it was a poodle. Yeah, I I, I don't know if that shows up again. I think it, it might show up like once again ever in the show. Really? But I could be wrong. Hmm. So Finn tells Marcy that if she's so beat up about her dad, she should just go see him. But she says that he isn't worth the effort. And Finn's like, well, what's the effort? 
And she says, well, first I'd have to draw a circle with a happy face in the center and then douse it with bug milk. And of course, as she's saying all this and looking the other way, Finn's doing all this stuff. She okay, says, really quick, where do you get bug milk? And also, I didn't know that bugs secrete milk. It sounds delicious. Mm. Mm, bug milk. Yum. Milk. Milk. <laughs> Simpsons. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's all good. So she says, and then you're supposed to chant something like, Meloso, Vobis, come, Ed, come, Spiritum. And this opens a portal to the night sphere. So, which, which is basically hell, by yeah. the way. Yes, it is. So the face that Finn draws on the wall is a face that we have seen a few times in the series already up to this point and that we're going to continue to see pop up every now and then in different forms. So I want to take a second to talk about that. And it's called the Phil face, which is supposed to resemble the show's lead character designer, Phil Rinda. According to Pendleton Ward, anytime you tell Phil anything, he gets a super excited face. So that's what that came from. That is so cool. The Phil face. The Phil face. I love it. And from what I understand, you're telling me it shows up in like several episodes, like dozens of episodes or like a dozen episodes. Yeah. So like uh, like Snail Watch. Mm-hmm. We're going to do Phil face watch, too. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Love it. Yeah, we'll be, be sure to point out Phil face whenever it pops up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> So as uh, Marceline's dad is released from the Nidosphere, a.k.a. Hell, he actually forms his guts show first and then it like soups together into this business suit clad man uh, vampire dude in front of Finn and Marcy. Uh, Marcy is super annoyed with Finn for tricking her into summoning her dad, whose name is Hudson Abadir. From what I guess, Matt, you mentioned, we find that out later. Yeah. Uh, Hudson asks Finn, I keep wanting to say like Hudson. Hudson. Yeah, yeah. but it's Hudson. Autocorrect really doesn't like Hudson. No? Nope. <laughs> Hudson asks if Finn is her evil servant. Finn's like, I'm not evil. I'm super good. This news makes Hansen start sucking Finn's soul out. He was, like, super excited about it. Yep. But Marcy pushes him aside, and Hansen grabs Marcy's axe base and is like, um, is this the family axe? Did you turn it into some kind of loot? <laughs> I love the word loot. <laughs> Me too. It's fun. But Marcy tells her dad to get out, and he says, I'm busy anyway, sucking up all the souls and ooh. So he takes the axe and flies out the front door. Finn realizes what he's done and takes off after Hansen. Marcy agrees to come along just to get her base back. She flies into the night sky carrying Finn, and he asks her how she, how he can kill her dad. She's like, you can't kill my dad, Finn. He's like, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. She's like, no, you literally can't kill my dad. He's deathless. We then come across some fluffy little cloud people frolicking on a hill with a ball. Those cloud people are flipping adorable. They are. They're super cute. They're super cute. So Hansen appears hiding the axe behind his back to these, like, fluffy cow people. The fluffy person with the ball asks, who the fluff are you? Matt. Matt. <laughs> Hansen's like, well, I'm not the guy who's going to suck out your soul. And the fluffy person's like, good, because that's like my number one fear. <laughs> Hansen offers uh, him an exercise to control that fear and whacks him over the head with the flat side of the axe. The fluffy guy's like, you could have killed me. Hansen explains that at least you didn't. And now, aren't you thrilled just to be alive? And the fluffy guy goes, um, well, yeah, I guess. So what? Hansen says, so... This next part will be all the more horrifying. So then his face splits in half and he sucks the souls out of this fluffy person. Yeah, he's pretty freaky. Leaving the rest behind. So also during this time, yeah, when his face splits in half, it's he's got like two jaws and these like massively enormous like chompers. Yeah. It's crazy. He's a very dapper vampire when he's not splitting his face open. Yes, true. 
So Marcy and Finn fly over a uh, gathering of the fluffy people, and Finn ex- exclaims, Mayhaps they've seen your father. So he tells her to release the Finn bomb, and he pretends to do like a bomb drop, and then Marcy catches them at the last second. Before that was really cute. The yeah. The fluffy people are freaked out because one of them had his soul sucked out by Marceline's dad, and he has like this sickly spaced out look. So Finn tries to help him with some soul food that Jake packed for him, which is like country fried steak and uh collard greens yeah that was so cute he's just like pushing it into the fluffy guy's face and he's not taking it nope (laughs) so marcy says that they have to get the fluffy guy's soul back from her dad and in the process get her axe back which is really her sole motivation here so then the scene cuts to the rogue housing village oh god (laughs) so it cuts to the yeah, why do we keep saying rogue? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like rogue, doesn't it? It's weird seeing it spelled. Yeah, thank you. So we cut to the roughhousing village from the episode Boom Boom Mountain, where Hunson crashes some roughhousers laughing around the table. He's like, I, I've got a joke too. What wears a dark suit is completely evil and about to suck out all of your souls. The leader of the roughhousers say, Yo, mama. Hunson's like, yeah, I'm your mama. And then he sucks out all their souls. <laughs> Very random little scene. So Marcy and Finn come to a cliff base where Finn plans to push a boulder over onto Hudson when he passes underneath to squish him and release all the souls. So it's Hun- so funny. He's like singing a song. <laughs> yeah. Like... Stepping on ants. Soul, soul, soul. <laughs> As he's stepping on the ants, he's sucking their souls out. So funny. So Finn struggles to push the boulder and Marcy just rushes her dad. He fights her off with some sweet karate moves. Hi-ya. And then tells her she can't destroy him. She's like, I don't want to destroy you. Just stay out of my life. And Hunson says, you're not even alive. Marcy flies back up to Finn, who's annoyed that she didn't stick with the plan. There's supposed to be a team that plays the sport of stop your dad from sucking souls ball. <laughs> I'd love to see this. <laughs> Marcy, like a good game. Yeah, what's the rule set for that? <sighs> there are no rules. <laughs> Marcy explains that she just wants her dad to care about her. Meanwhile, Hunson is at the Ice Kingdom trying to win over the allegiance of Gunter, who he claims is the evilest soul he's encountered. I can see that. The quiet ones are always dangerous. <laughs> he tries to suck Gunter's soul but gets slapped in the face. Hunson to- tosses him, but Gunter's caught by the Ice King, who says, No one seeks out the life of my penguins except me, and maybe polar bears. Because that's just nature, Gunter. That's my Ice King voice, by the way. <laughs> Ice King who pops up and... Almost every episode we've watched of the season so far. I know. Far. It's actually, we've seen a lot of Ice King development. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely become a, a more regular player this season. So Ice King confronts Hunson. <laughs> Why am I having so much trouble with it? Ice King confronts Hunson, but is immediately scared off by him because he like distorts his face like Beetlejuice. So Ice King's like, I've soiled my tunic completely by choice. And he flies off. You're good at his voice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and Hunson sucks the souls from all the penguins, which gives him a big old power boost. So he grows to like a gigantic size and sucks the souls from every living thing around him. And Finn and Marcy see him from a distance and Finn's like, I'm going to take him down. Marcy says, you're like an ant to him. And Finn replies with, well, this ant's about to get in his pants. (laughs) And he pulls a sword out from the ground and climbs Hunson, Hunson, telling him to release the souls. Hunson spots Marcy and is annoyed she's still following him. As the two of them talk, Finn is waving the sword he pulls out of the ground really wildly, but with no effect to Hunson. Hunton just flicks him off like a bug. Finn plummets back down onto him, yelling, No one flicks me in the butt without my consent! Great line. Yes. He slashes Hunson's face open, which reveals a more hideous and tentacle face on the inside. And as he's dangling from a tentacle, Finn sees all the souls trapped inside Hunson. 
He's like, Lumpy Spain's princess? He got your soul too? This is probably the best LSP thing. This is so good. LSP says, what? Nah. I totally saw a hot dog princess get sucked in here, and I wasn't invited. I was all, what the lump? So I'm crushing this party. (laughs) So good. I'm crushing this party. (laughs) (laughs) Hudson swipes at Finn with the axe, but Finn cuts off the tentacle, wielding it, and plummets to the ground. Instead of catching him, Marcy catches the axe, because... That's why she's here. Yep. Hunson tells her to give the axe back because she doesn't respect it. And she's like, no, you don't respect anything, Dad. Dad? She gets frustrated and floats away. Hunson says, fine, go. I'm too busy sucking to deal with you. (laughs) So she bails on the team again. And Finn panics and tries to find a diversion. He pulls out a tape recorder and plays the song that he and Marceline recorded together earlier. Hunson stops in his track when he realizes what the song is about. And Marceline's face goes flush. LSP catches on and says, Oh my god, you guys, drama bomb! (laughs) Very possibly her most famous line in the series. Yes. Hunson is surprised to hear this uh, and what his daughter really thinks of him. He apologizes for eating her french fries. She's like, it's really okay. He says, no, it's not okay. They weren't even very good. They were really cold. (laughs) Like, that's the point. Right? So they start getting into this heartfelt conversation, and Finn comes flying at him with two swords now, shouting in tongues. He slices open Hunson's soul sack, <laughs> slices the image of a face into the ground, the filled face, throws milk onto it, and chants the incantation to send them back to the nightosphere. Hunson gets sucked into the ground screaming, and Finn says, I'll see you in the nightosphere, you sick freak. Marcy's like, Finn, how could you do that? And he says, how could I save the day? <laughs> She's like, no, how could you embarrass me like that? How could I embarrass save you? <laughs> His eyes go all glittery. Marcy admits she's glad to have her back, her dad back in the nightosphere, saying she's emotionally exhausted. Finn's like, I'm also exhausted emotionally, or wait, I mean physically. They plop down onto the grass together, watching the souls flying around. She says, I've been meaning to ask you, what's that pocket on your shirt? And she motions to this uh, hand-stitched pocket. Finn's like, oh, Jake's in there. He opens it up. Sup, Jake? As he peeps into the pocket. A tiny Jake farts at him and rolls over. (laughs) That's where Jake's been the whole episode instead of helping them. Right. On this journey. So what were your first thoughts about this episode? Well, I think the very first thing I thought at the end of it was those souls are just kind of like bumping into each other in the end. I don't think they're going to find their bodies again. I bet they will. (laughs) Because he took all the the roughhousers. Yeah, they look all, they look pretty lost. Yeah, that's true. They are kind of like running into each other. I was like, oh no, is this like purgatory now? Did they really just make things worse for these guys? Well, I bet they'll help them find their way back. I'm, I'm sure they will. Everything works out in Adventure Time. Yes. Yes, it does. So, um, yeah, I really like this one. I think it's a lot of fun. It's a really good way to start a season. Yes, totally. Um, I So I did not like Marceline in season one. And so when I was like, oh, Marcy episode, this is going to suck. Um, I had already had preconceived notions about what it was going to be. And I was totally like wrong. I really, really liked this episode. I thought it was excellent, um, and I really enjoyed it. I thought the animation was on point. Even though, like, I'm not into, like, scary stuff, like, you know that. And sometimes, like, some of the animation, I'm like, ooh, because it kind of freaks me out. Mm -hmm. This was, like, cleverly done and just clever enough and, like, on that kind of, I don't know how to say it, like, on that line of being good animation versus just gross animation. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it was just really cool. I, do, I really like it. I do find Hunson pretty gross by the end of it. Yeah, that's true. But it was 
it was clever. Yeah. It was good. I wasn't grossed out by it, which I was surprised. Yeah, I felt like there was a huge boost in uh, the quality of animation just with this first episode, mm-hmm. which is funny because a few episodes later, and we'll get into it when, when we get there, but it, it, the animation of that one just feels so crude in comparison. But I think it makes it funny, too. Yeah. I do think it's interesting that he was wearing red boots, and I don't know if that was, like, coincidence or if it's supposed to tie in with other episodes where there are red boots, but they're, like, red cowboy boots. Man, there is a thing with red boots in the show. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I'm glad you caught that. Yeah. Um, what didn't you like in this episode? Hmm. 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 Well, at this point in the series, Marceline's still kind of growing on me. Um, I do find her to be kind of a crummy friend to Finn at this point. But yeah, this is where we start to see that she's not used to working with a team. Yeah, she was not nice, and and I, it was such a stark like difference compared to other episodes that we've watched, you know, uh, where Finn and Jake they just know how to be friends, they know how to work together. Although in later episodes we're gonna see Jake kind of having poo brain, but it was just kind of like sometimes she just was straight up just bailing on Finn, and you were like, what the what the h man? Yeah, and you can see how frustrated he's getting because when he and Jake work together, it's like they anticipate their every move. Mm-hmm. When they're in a when they're in a bind, but here it's like she kind of kept leaving him and getting him beat up. Yeah, totally. I do think that we're learning more about Marceline, and we're just this is just adding to her layers, and I think that we're gonna have more opportunities to see her grow, and I'm super excited about it. Yeah. So, what did you like or not like? No, I think that this was really really clever. Um, I you know, uh, in terms of. And there's a lot of quotable lines and um, the the episode really was, again, that like adventure. You have the adventure aspect and then you have like the, hey, we're going to save everyone aspect. But it's not a Finn and Jake episode. It's a Finn and Marcy epi- episode. So we're seeing a lot more um, scaffolding and building of characters. And I, and I thought that was really neat about it. And then just the learning, like enduring the Marceline, like not figuring out the teamwork's, you know, aspect of it although I think that you know if we go back to henchmen where she would like say things to just get on like Finn's nerves like Mm -hmm. or like to trick him like I think this is just her toned down version and her still feeling feeling out the relationship between her and Finn while being vulnerable and sharing her feelings about her dad you know it's like this is a new character for us. And this is also, I think there's a level of like emotional vulnerability in this episode where they're handling like the sensitive topic that you don't like, it's a cartoon show. Right. And you're talking about, you know, having an abandonment stuff going on. And we're going to see that in another couple episodes too. But um, I do think that's really just really interesting how they did that while maintaining like the, the gags and like the funny part but also addressing a, a topic that I think is serious. Yeah. I think Marceline's the first character in the series that you kind of get the feeling from from the get-go that there's more to this character's story than what you're seeing up front. Yeah. Like Ben and Jake, you know, they, they come across pretty straightforward these first few seasons. Mm-hmm. Most of the characters do. So yeah, Marceline is like, okay, well, there's definitely something going on here because, you know, yeah. she is um, she tries to hide her emotions. and mm-hmm. Well, I guess... Princess Bubblegum in the first season because like you saw some stuff that you're like well, that's kind of shady. Yeah, what, what is this? Like skeletons in her closet, yeah. literally. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, Matt. Snail watch. Where was the snail? Ooh, so the snail. You see a spirit version of the snail appear in 
one of Marceline's father's soul sacks near LSP. Oh. Oh. I, I didn't even catch him. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I saw it. It was rad. Snail watch. All right, Matt, what was your favorite line? Ooh, my favorite line is, no one flicks me in the butt without my consent. I like that because that is so applicable to everything. <laughs> What's yours? Who the fluff are you? Awesome. I had uh, a feeling that was going to be yours. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so give me an impression of a character. So I'm going to do my impression of Finn. I'll see you in the night is fair, you sick freak. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm, of course, going to do a drama bomb. <laughs> it's so good. So, so good. <laughs> so we have actually quite a bit of trivia about this episode. Yes, we do. Um, I'm going to start first, if that's cool with you. Absolutely. So in this episode, Jake actually has no lines and only appears on screen at the very end where he's been, uh, where he was tucked in that pocket. But technically, he was in the episode the entire time. Yeah. We just didn't see him. Nope. And this is actually a really, really cool piece of uh, trivia that I like. So Martin Olson uh, is the voice uh, of Marceline's father, Hudson Abadir. I totally forgot about that. And he is the real-life adoptive father of Olivia Olson, who plays Marceline. That's so cool. Isn't that awesome? I think we mentioned in a, in a past episode that they've actually collaborated in writing like books about Adventure Time. Yeah. So that's, that's that's so cool. It is really cool. I thought that was rad. I love it. When I saw that, I was like, yes, definitely going into the episode. Good find. Thanks. So, so what did you find, Matt? Uh, the sweater that Marceline wears resembles Freddy Krueger's. Of course you would find that. That's yep. awesome. And any, anything else from you? Nope. All right. So I got a, a couple a couple little things. I know. So this is Pendleton Ward's favorite episode of season two, which That's... is cool. I can see this being somebody's favorite episode. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, and also, this episode was nominated for the 2011 Emmy Awards for the category Outstanding Short Form Animated Program. That's or cool. Short format, not short form. Yeah, I think there's just so many layers, and it's just awesome. Animation is awesome, all that good stuff. So yeah, I could see why that would be nominated. Yeah. So do you want to hear what your prediction was for this episode based on its title? More than anything. So you observe that the title, It Came From The Nightosphere, is a play on the song, It Came Upon A Midnight Clear. And because that's a Christmas song, you decided that this episode would have snow. So The Nightosphere is another realm, that part's true, that Finn <laughs> and Jake go to to save a princess from the Ice King, who escaped there to have a wedding. <laughs> it's there that they find a part of Finn's past, and it flashes back to past Christmases, revealing more of Finn's backstory. They rescue the princess, defeat the Ice King, and escape back to Ooh. Well, the Ice King was in this episode, so I feel like that's a win. Yeah, I feel like you're like 78% there. Yeah, <laughs> practically. It does have to do with character development. Yep, that's true. It's, it's so, this is a, a character development. So, Matt, so. if you were to give me a rating on a letter rating, let's say, what would you rate this? As far as, like, creativity or how close it was to the actual episode? Dealer's choice. Okay. For creativity, I'm going to give you an A. Yes. And a for awesome. And for um, how close you were to the actual episode. So you got the, um, uh, you're getting a little bit of somebody's backstory. And you got that the Nightosphere is another realm. I'm going to give you a solid C+. Plus. C for crazy cool. <laughs> so what are we looking We're at for the next points. episode? What What's that named? The Eyes. The Eyes. Okay. You ready for my prediction for that? Yes, I am. Jake gets an eye infection. And there's no, like, like, cure anywhere around. So Finn has to travel to a distant land to find a cure. Meanwhile, Jake 
loses his eyesight and hilarity ensues when he adjusts to being uh, like a blind dog. And then we like Finn comes back. He does find a cure. And then they have a pumpkin party. Pumpkin party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. The eyes. Well, we're going to find out about that in just a second. So any last thoughts about this episode? It's a classic, and I think it's definitely one of the one of the fan favorites of the entire series. And that's absolutely. pretty cool considering how early we still are. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. I think it's great. Definitely a must see top ten for sure in this in this season. Yeah, I would so think so. Far. Cool. All right. So let's shift to our next episode, season two, episode two. The eyes. IMVD rating of seven point nine out of ten. This is episode 28 of the series and episode 2 of season 2. It is directed by Lara Leachleiter and Patrick McHale and Cole Sanchez. Cool. Written and storyboarded by Kent Osborne and Samavle Exiaphone. Exiaphone? Yeah. Huh. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's a new name for me. Original air date was October 18th, 2010 and 2.26 million U.S. viewers. Man, 2010 was so long ago already. I know, right? It's nuts. Crazy. Cray cray. The title card shows Finn and Jake free falling in front of two evil looking eyes. Pretty simple. Yep. Pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty, uh, crazy. Pretty, pretty good. All right. So we open with Finn and Jake returning to the tree fort after seven days of sleepless adventure. They recap their adventures, which include rescuing the slime princess, slaying a fire dragon, attending LSP's Quintanera, Peppermint Butler, with his goblin problem, rescuing Wildberry Princess from the Ice King, captured a bandito, saved a house, and fed a duck. Yeah, just and fed a duck. They're just feeding a duck bread. They all were eating bread together. Yeah. And then they go to their beds. So then Finn looks like he's like all snuggled up in his little sleeping sack, and he quickly wakes up when he sees a strange horse outside the window staring at them. It has like this derpy looking face. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and he's like, dude, Jake, look at that thing. And Jake's like, Well, let me shut the blinds and then we can go back to sleep. Shortly after, however, the moon appears in the sky and creates a silhouette of the horse in the room. Yeah. Looking straight at Finn. <laughs> Finn just can't have it. So they go outside and try to figure out how to get rid of the horse. So Jake approaches the horse and says, Go away, horse. You're creeping me the math out. This is the first time I think I've heard him use a Math explanation. You're right, because that's usually a Finn thing. Yeah. Ah, good catch. Another good catch on your part. Thanks. So Finn just tries asking it to leave, but the horse does not seem to understand it. Oh, yeah. What is it? He says that he wants to ask it to leave diplomatically. Yes. So he says, pardon me, horse. I beseech thou to split from my land this night. It's so weird. Why does he use Old English all of a sudden? <laughs> I don't know, but it's great. Um... But the horse doesn't understand and just sticks its tongue out at them and enlarges its pupils. Jake diagnoses the horse with whacked out poo brain. So he and Finn try to push and pull the horse off the hill, but are unable to do so because of the horse's ridiculous weight. So Jake goes, well, I didn't really want to do this, but and use my powers on you. Jake decides that he grows larger, picks up the horse and puts him down on a faraway hill. It was funny because during the first part when they're trying to move him, Matt's like, why doesn't Jake just grow larger? Yeah, I totally I like, forgot yeah. that he does like a second later. And then he did a second later. 
<laughs> Oops. So on their way back home, Jake says he wants to marry his bed. His bed, and Finn's like, "Me too." Me too. Man after my own heart. But then what happens is the horse rushes back to the top of the hill. Yeah, you can hear. Yeah, it was funny. So Jake puts a blindfold on the horse so he'll not stare at them. But the horse slouches his eyes down underneath the blindfold seat. You see, like the eyeballs like pop out underneath the bottom. Jake then tries to lure the horse away after Finn says everything mindless responds to music. So he grabs his viola and he starts playing from Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata to to lure him away, but it's not working. So then he tries his uh, Mozart's Ein Klein Nash Music, which starts attracting snakes. Yeah, and he pr- he pronounces Beethoven Beethoven, and then Mozart Mozart. Mozart? Yeah, is that why you say Mozart? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like each episode of the show, you're like you you catch one thing where you're like Matt says that all the time. Yep, and also poo brain, poo brain, which I use constantly when I'm feeling spacey, which is like ninety percent of the time. <laughs> so after a lot of failed plans, Jake suggests that they just kill the horse, but Finn's like, "No, we're not going to do that." So then they agree on dressing the horse as a bunny and letting a giant hawk drag him away because that makes so much sense. Yeah. Uh, they're they're so tired, they're not thinking straight at this point, too. So after a couple of hawks come, they peck at Finn and Jake in the head, but then they fly away with the horse, and Finn and Jake run back to their tree fort to sleep. But the hawks drop the horse onto the top of the house, and it plummets through into their bedroom. So then Finn and Jake start arguing, and Finn says it's Jake's fault for being so handsome that animals always stare at him, <laughs> which I absolutely thought was great and adorable. <laughs> and he, <laughs> Jake's like, what? And he starts... Like, arguing with him, and like, it's not my fault, I'm so handsome. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> they come to realize that the horse is tearing them apart, and they stop. They vacillate between the horse bringing them together and tearing them apart, and they, like, like cycle over and over. Finn starts to get angry at the horse and kicks it in the butt. Then is the big revelation. Dun-dun-dun. The horse is really the Ice King that pops out of an inflatable costume. <laughs> Finn and Jake question the wizard and ask why he is spying on them he's he's not giving anything i'm not going to tell you why i'm spying on you so jake thinks that the ice king was trying to learn his bedtime secrets the fact that uh jake sleeps in the nude (laughs) and asks if ice king how would we know how would we know that he's nude he wears invisible pants that's right how would we even know (laughs) this goes completely against everything we know about jake right so Ice King doesn't reply and said he's like i bid you good day (laughs) he just Walks out the front door with the horse costume. But as soon as he walks out the door, Finn and Jake attack him. And Jake hands Finn the sword. Ice King and Finn start fighting, and the Ice King knocks Finn's sword out of his hand. Jake jumps in and tries to hurt the Ice King, but he throws Finn and Jake into a group of snakes. During the fight, Finn and Jake keep asking why the Ice King was spying, but the Ice King refuses to tell. The Ice King tries using one of his ice powers, but all this does is make a couple of ice cubes hit Finn and Jake. And the ice cubes, or excuse me, the ice king is like, why do you have so few ice cubes? And they start arguing back and forth about how little ice Finn and Jake have in their house. They're like slugging each other as they're having the argument. Yeah. And Finn's like, dude, our guests bring ice if they want to have ice when they come to visit. Do you agree with that? Should um, guests bring their own ice? I, you know, I don't think so. I don't I, think so either. I really think that if you're having friends over and you know there's going to be beverages that require ice, that really requires you to, like, make sure you have ice or assign someone to bring ice if you don't have the capacity to generate more ice. Absolutely. Bad party host, Finn. Jeez, Finn. Get with the program. Finn. I don't know how they do things in ooh, but. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously. 
So Finn kicks off the Ice King's crown and then chucks him at the wall. This is actually a pretty good fight scene. It is. It's really clever. So Ice King is then sitting on the ground and Finn holding a sword to his throat. And they threaten that if he doesn't tell them why he's been stalking them, then they're going to cut off his stupid head. So Ice King admits that he just wanted to know how to be happy. So really quick, they're, you can tell they're sleep deprived because typically they don't jump to killing somebody. Yeah. And they like were like, let's kill the horse. Yeah, uh, twice here. They're like, yeah, and well, it was like, kill something. All right, guys, let's let's pump the brakes here. Let's calm down. Yep. So anyway, Ike, Ike. So Ike. anyway, Ike says that he's always been so glum, and when he sees Finn and Jake, they always look like they're having fun. Ike explains that he's dressed as a horse to spy on them and learn how to be happy. But before Ice King can finish, Finn and Jake fall asleep by his sides. Ice King then questions to say if all he needs to be happy is a good night's sleep. He closes his eyes next to them and, after a short pause, says he's still not happy. (laughs) Okay, Matt. Yep. What were your thoughts on the episode? I like it. This one's a fun little romp. Like, it, story-wise, this may be the simplest episode so far. Yeah, I thought it was really cute. I thought the episode was great. I don't have anything I don't like. Initial thoughts are the Ice King is a very sad, sad man. And he just wants companionship. And he doesn't know how to have friends and yet. And it's just some of his logic just doesn't make sense. But it was super, super cute. And again, the animation. So cool in this episode. Like even in those like um, flashbacks at the beginning of the episode of like all the adventuring they had done earlier. Yeah. It was like really clever Um uh, animation and just really detailed even though they were like brief scenes it was rad yeah the dragon looked really cool mm-hmm. yeah that the flashbacks were probably they looked like the most arduous of animation throughout the entire episode yeah because almost this entire thing takes place just outside of the uh the treehouse right the moon was really detailed and super cool yeah too. you pointed that out that was really cool looking yeah i liked it the show does really good nighttime animation it really does yeah i like it a lot yeah, I, don't, I also don't have any complaints about this. It's just, it's simple. It was funny. It's like our favorite, our mutual favorite episode, Up a Tree, which is just one of those little side quest episodes. And those are some of my favorite ones. Yeah, it, it was really surprising that it turned out to be Ice King. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Where did he come from? I loved that horse. It was really cool. It's He's such a sad dude, but you know. Yeah. It's cute. So, uh, yeah, it didn't have anything you didn't like? Nope, I thought it was great. It was on point. Um, I thought the music was also really good in this. Same. And uh, a, a, a good episode. Yeah, I think we pretty much just agree with pretty much everything on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. All right, Matt, snail watch. So the snail, you can see him when Jake is talking about capturing the bandito. At the very beginning, during yeah. the flashback. Snail watch. Snail watch 2019. <laughs> All right, what was your favorite line? Pardon me, horse. I beseech thou to split from my land this night. That's so random. It it was so random. He kind of did that, what's that last episode? Using like old-fashioned language? Maybe not. Maybe I'm Hmm. making that up. Hmm. Anyway. What's yours? All right. So I actually have two. Nice. So the first one was from Finn, and it's when he was snuggling into his sleeping bag. He says, that's right, Finn. Adventure till you drop. Yeah, that's a good one. That's cute. And then one uh, when Jake says, I want to marry my bed. And Finn's like, me too. Me too. I love sleeping. I love laying in bed. I love my bed. It is so comfortable. And it is the best. It is funny to me because you do you do love to sleep. I love sleeping when I get to sleep. But I'm like a child where I just want to fight sleep for as long as I can. Yeah. I'm like. I have, I try and like budget my sleep time. So I'm not like sleeping all the time, although I definitely could. 
And not because I have like sleep apnea or not get enough sleep. I just really like laying in my bed. Yeah. I've tried to stay up enough that I feel like I'm getting all of my day. But I also see it's like a double edged sword, though, because I like this morning we slept in pretty late and I'm kind of annoyed with myself because I was like, I've got all these projects I want to do. Yeah, same. And then it's like when I sleep in, I'm like, oh, I just wasted daytime when I really could have gotten up and been fine. But whatevs. Yeah. It's good. It's a holiday. Yeah, it is a holiday. All right. Uh, Matt, how about your impression of a character? Okay. How about some Mozart? I love it. That was Jake, right? Yep. Yes. And then mine is Finn. Me too! Me too! I Again. feel like we say that a lot. In... Insert conversation about sleep here. <laughs> what? Do you... Wait, wait, wait. Is that... Is that you quoting the show when you say that? Was it me too? Yes. Yes. Oh, of course. my God. <laughs> you know, 90% of my... Matthew. Spoken word is from this show. Oh, my goodness. I don't have any room left for originality in this brain. <laughs> False. <laughs> okay, what trivia did you find? Okay, so despite being aired as the second episode of season two, it appears as the fourth episode on the complete second season DVD and Blu-ray, switching places with Blood Under the Skin. Hmm, I wonder why that is. I don't know, but I used to have the DVD, and yeah, that's totally true. Huh, Interesting. Also, the appearance of the creepy horse was inspired by the Shetland Pony by Kate Beaton's webcomic, Hark, a Vagrant. Never even heard of it. Me neither. Maybe I'll <laughs> have to check that out. Yeah, the more you know. So, uh, do you want to hear what your prediction was? Oh, yeah, we, we just heard it, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll just read it again real quick. Your prediction for this episode, based on the title of the eye, Jake gets an eye infection, Finn travels to a distant land to find a cure, Meanwhile, Jake loses his eyesight, and hilarity ensues as he adjusts to his new life as a blind dog. Finn finds a cure and brings it back, restoring his eyesight, and they end up having a pumpkin party. So, creativity? A. A. A plus plus. A plus plus. Wow. Yep. A for awesome. And we'll stick with that. What? Accuracy. Accuracy. So, So, blind dog versus sleep deprived and horse stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a D. D for dang close. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Would you like to predict what the next episode's gonna be about? You bet I might. Based on the title. Okay. Lo- what What's the title? Loyalty to the King. Okay. Well, one of the characters that I really want to see more of is the Duke of Nuts. So. Don't we all? Okay. So we come upon the Duke of Nuts, um, and his family, but he's aging. And so we're really going to focus on the Marquis of Nuts. Um, and he's training to take his father's place. And they tap into Finn and Jake uh, to teach him about bravery and lady love. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's an episode I'd like to watch. Yeah. It's going to be rad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It is time for listener feedback. Listener feedback. Uh, yeah. Listener feedback. So our first one is from our buddy Hunter. He hey, says, Hunter. Hey, Hunter. Hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh, oh, hi. He says, thanks for the update on the podcast. I love the ukulele and song and think you should do more over the course of the next few seasons. Looking forward to the return of season two. Oh, thanks, Hunter. We actually talk back and forth with Hunter quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's on our Facebook page, too. Like he, he's, he's there all the time. This guy's awesome. Cool guy. So, yeah, he's talking about, uh, so one of the bonus episodes that I did, I played one of the songs from later in the series on the ukulele. So, yeah, thanks for that. Um, I had to record it like three times before I wasn't completely disgusted by my own singing. 
Yeah, Matt's really shy about his singing, but it's really good, and I would love for him to do more. So. All right, I'll do it right now. Okay, so whatever that was, I'm not sure, but it's a beautiful song. Um, is what it I is. am definitely talking him into doing more of the the stuff with the the uke or guitar and being able to do the singing because he's really good at it. Ah, thank you. Of course, I'm auto tuned. Whatever. <laughs> yes, thanks again, Hunter. Thanks, Hunter. We always look forward to hearing from you. Ditto. So uh, the next thing we got is a five-star review on, do, do we call it Apple Podcast now, or is it still? I have no idea. iTunes. Oh, anyway, iTunes review, five stars, titled, I love this podcast by Wolf the God. Click, click, click. Smiley, smiley face. Tongue smiley out. Smiley face. Tongue out. <laughs> it says, OMG, I love you guys. Heart, heart, heart. I would hate it if you stop. Cry emoji three times. I love podcast time. A bunch more emojis. All happy looking. Yeah. And lots of hearts. Yep. I love it. Thanks, both the <laughs> it's guy. so colorful. Yes. You know, I feel like all these, this captures the spirit of the show. It does. It's very it's jolly. Great. I love it. Yeah. Thanks a lot. We yeah. absolutely appreciate it. Okay. We got another five-star review uh, by KHG, JHG, JHG, HJ. Can we pronounce that as a word? It sounds like a truck breaking down. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. They say, I lump and love this Adventure Time podcast. It is the best. I'm glad people such as adults love it too. Good job, guys. Thumbs up emoji. Visit my blog, The World of Spy Kid. Oh my goodness. Do you love Spy Kids? I need to know now because I adore Spy Kids. They said, sorry, I, that was an insertion. <laughs> my favorite character is Marceline. Do more episodes, all in caps. You guys are flipping hand clapping emojis. Awesome. Thank Thanks. you so much. We, we love the enthusiasm. It. Yeah. And, uh, yes, I will check out your blog and I'll let you know uh, next episode. Totes. Oh, we will definitely do that. Yeah. So thanks again. And All right. Guys, we love the feedback. We love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Matt, tell us about your two podcasts you're doing. So I am doing Modern Horror Show Podcast, the one that I was talking about doing forever. Finally got a few episodes out. <laughs> the episodes range in length anywhere between like 20 minutes to hmm, three hours. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I have a few uh, cool guests from the Seattle area on talking about modern day horror movies. And then the other podcast is called Pop Trouble. And we've recorded a few episodes, but we haven't released them yet. So I'm going to be working with Hans Eskelson. My um, brother. Amy's brother about um, what he considers like the top 100 movies of all time. Or Each episode, we're going through one to two movies at a time, getting to its uh, cultural importance. What yeah, that's cool. Film. Yeah, so I'm excited. Yeah, it's really fun. I'm they a big are doing movie Princess nut, Bride so. uh, coming up here, so I'm a big fan. Absolutely. Marriage. So, marriage. So, any plugs for you? Uh, no, none whatsoever. I'm doing fabulous, and that's it. All right. So, if you want to send us an email for us to read it on air, you can email us at omaglobpodcast at gmail We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. Our Twitter handle is also podcast, and our website is omaglobpodcast.wordpress.com. Yes, and please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps helps the show get exposure. Is it iTunes or is it Apple Podcasts? One of those two things. Yes, the thing that you rate <laughs> with the things. I can't keep up with these times. I know. I heard that Flash isn't going to be supported anymore. Ugh, wonderful. <laughs> hey I'll just throw out everything I learned over the last year in school we have had a blast with coming back for season 2 can't wait to see you guys next time this is Amy this is Matt and we'll catch you on the flip 
catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye.